Welcome back to Leaders of Color. On today's episode, we are joined by three of the members of She Connects, Avneet, Sophia, and Lena. Avneet is a mentor, sponsorship director, and one of the four co-founders of She Connects. As an individual whose passion is advocating for women's and girls' rights, she hopes this initiative will raise further awareness on the topic of mental health while uplifting the young women participating in the program. She graduated from Simon Fraser University in 2019, majoring in international studies and education with hopes of attending law school soon. In her free time, you can find her reading a book, Baking Away, and Always with Her Pup, Rory. We are also joined by Sophia, who is also a mentor with She Connects and a student at Simon Fraser University studying health science, currently working as a barista and hoping to obtain their degree soon. In their free time, she enjoys reading, enjoying the outdoors, cooking, and spending time with people that she cares about. And finally, we have Lena, who is a communications director and also one of the co-founders of She Connects. Lena recently graduated from UBC with a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and a minor in Law and Society, and is currently working in the tech industry as a business analyst. Being passionate about women empowerment and mentorship, she co-founded She Connects and hopes this initiative will help empower young women who are navigating through their education, career goals, and mental health. In her spare time, she also enjoys reading, traveling, and spending time outdoors. Thank you all for joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. My name's Avneet. Hi, um, this is Lena. Hi, everyone. My name's Sophia. Amazing. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are you folks doing? What have you been up to lately? Um, I'm gearing up to get ready to go back to school, school time, and just working, just chilling. I miss school so much. I wish I was going back, but I'm just working, working all the time and usually at my desk in Zoom meetings. Yes, um, same, a lot of Zoom meetings. And um, I'm also going to be starting a new position um, at a job after the long weekend. So um, exciting. excited for that. Yeah. Amazing. Congratulations. I mean, I know you said, Avneet, that you want to go back to school. You miss school. I can't imagine doing that. So more really? Are, are you still in school? No, I graduated five years ago. Oh, okay. Um, I will eventually maybe go back for my master's, but... <laughs> yeah, I miss it. it makes me feel productive. Even though I'm working right now, I feel like I should be writing a paper or something. Yeah, honestly, I still have nightmares about it. Like, I'll have nightmares that I uh, am late for an exam oh, or no. that I like, missed a class that was really important that had an exam or, like, a paper due or something. And it happens quite regularly. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's not good. So, you know, it never the trauma never really leaves. <laughs> I became very chill and laid back into my like third and fourth year. I don't know if it was I was meditating way too much, but I would always hand in papers like till like the last minute and I was okay with it, never freaking out. That's amazing. That was my one biggest accomplishment, I think, was I wrote a 40-page paper in 10 oh. hours and got an A on it last night. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, that's, that's like my claim, my claim to fame. <laughs> But anyway, that's not why we're here. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about She Connects and what you folks do. So She Connects is um, a sustainable nonprofit. So we basically aim to provide mentorship for young women. So our platform is based completely online. And um, we do have the option to connect with mentors and mentees in person. Overall, we really aim to provide like a safe space for girls and for young women to speak to their mentor about anything that they really need guidance on and um, build a community. So our mentees are typically from grades 10 to 12. So we aim to help them trans- transition from high school into post-grad life. 
Yeah, maybe just to like backtrack a little bit um, how we came up with She Connects. So Megan, Emily, Lena, and myself, and you as well, Sarisha, we were all the DOVs from 2019, Daughters of the Vote. So Emily and I actually kept in touch when we got back to BC and we came up with this idea of a mentorship initiative. And we reached out to the DOV group and Megan and Lena agreed to join and we applied for the, the Rosemary Spears Leadership Grant. And that's where it sort of took off from. And the idea really behind She Connects was to collectively structure it and in a way that young girls with similar lived experiences can benefit from this mentorship initiative. So that's how we kind of came up with this amazing initiative that's just taking off. Oh, don't don't remind me about the the trauma of TOP. <laughs> but I'm glad something positive came out of it for you. Do you ever think about the timing of it, though? It was it was during finals week for those of us who were yeah. in school. And I remember the stress I had. I was emailing professors last minute, like, oh, my God, can I please get an extension on a paper? Good times oh. and crazy times. Oh, yes. Yeah. White supremacy and politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year is not even in person. So shows how much things have changed since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how it was, though, the experience with it not being in person. Hopefully less crying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Less crying. Um, But anyway, that's amazing that you guys got to come (laughs) together and, like, even... Actually, I think it's it's a really good point. In spite of a lot of the trauma and racism that a lot of us were facing during that Mm -hmm. event and during that program, we've been able to connect in other ways, particularly a lot of the, the racialized folks who were there and and mm-hmm. build different forms of community from from something that wasn't necessarily positive for everybody right so that's awesome that's great that you guys got to to mobilize around that what motivated you to start doing this work so obviously you had the the connection of knowing each other for the most part but was there something in particular that spurred you starting this I can speak I guess on my own experiences I think I was like in the 11th or 12th grade and I had a teacher doubt me uh, calling me a poser after I did really well on a test. It didn't stick with me then, but then I started doubting myself quite a bit. But anyways, I went downstairs to the guidance counselor because this is really around the time we were all figuring out what we wanted to do with our lives. So I went and I asked her for help and all we really accomplished in those 10 to 15 minutes was scrolling through university pages and nothing more. And it always makes me wonder if that's all I got for someone who wanted to go the traditional route what guidance are young girls who are going to take the unconventional route going to get really not much, probably none. And I really think about racialized youth and more so Punjabi girls who feel more pressure, and I can't speak for all, but to take a route that aligns with what we've heard over the the years from our parents. Again, I don't blame them, but we're the daughters of immigrants. Sometimes I feel like I'm ticking like a clock, like here's this timeline. And by this time, I need to have accomplished this thing. And whatever this is, it forces us to take the traditional route. And we probably aren't so passionate about it anyway, but we do it because we believe it's supposed to be this way. And over the years, and even just thinking back to Ottawa, we met some very incredible women who took the unconventional route and are excelling. But what surprised me was that not many were women of color. So for me, it's important for She Connects to be able to provide guidance and support for those young girls and women as well. More so because of the lack of guidance, I really struggled during my undergrad and I was a whole different person and I couldn't even recognize myself. And it wasn't until my second or third year, I really hit pause and put my mental health first and got all the support that I could to move forward in life. So 
at Shea Connect specifically, we're making it much of a priority with so many amazing mentors who are studying disciplines like psychology at the graduate level. And we're hoping we can be of some help to young girls who can benefit from our services and resources and appropriately refer to them elsewhere if need be. So for me, really, it's been about focusing on racialized youth and having a lot of young girls from the South Asian community get the guidance and help from She Connects. And I I hope once the pandemic kind of is over, we can go into schools and reach out to them directly and have them become aware of this amazing initiative. Yeah, to back on to Abneet's point and her experiences with She Connects, for me personally, She Connects was something that came to my knowledge because my my best friend Megan is one of the co-founders and she told me about this and I was so excited to join and to experience this because I feel like it has a lot to give this initiative because I feel quite similar about like the racialized youth perspective. As Abneet said, being an immigrant's kid is an interesting experience and I feel it has like a lot of pressure attached to it and I've always been kind of pressured to go to school and after high school and I always found it like very challenging because I wanted to be perfect and I wanted everything to go well and it's challenging because there is no one really that tells you what to expect after high school or what to do really or how to go about things And I could really have helped myself if I had someone to be honest and kind of like give me the support um, with more of an unbiased eye and also um, just like more knowledge because I too went to a counselor and asked for help to try and figure out like what I should do after high school and like what path I should take. And they once again just scrolled through university websites and had no real like knowledge of anything that could help me. So I think that it's really important to help young girls figure out what they can do after high school because there's so many different avenues. And now that I'm quite a ways through my degree, there's a lot of things that maybe I would have done differently now and that I would love to share with other people because It's important to help these people kind of figure out that there's a lot of opportunities out there and you just need to like have some support and some help to do that. And for me specifically, it is maybe harder, I find, at being a racialized youth to find those opportunities and to feel like you can make those connections and stuff like that because I've always felt very alone being a mixed race. Um, being white and black growing up, it was a challenge to find people that like I could relate to. So if I could be someone that another girl could relate to and could get um, garner some help from, then like that is so huge for me. So I think that's why She Connects is a really great initiative and I can't wait to see it grow. And I really wish we could do more things in person. So yeah, that's how I feel. Similar to what Avni and Sophia were saying, I was motivated to start She Connects because when I was in high school, I really wished I had more guidance when I was transitioning into post-grad life. I'm also a first-generation Canadian, and I'm also one of the few people in my family to go to university. So I felt like it would have been really beneficial to have someone guide me 
with things that I found extremely stressful, like applying to university and deciding on a major and career path. Like I also just felt like I had to have my whole life like planned out after graduating grade 12. Through She Connects, I want to provide the mentorship and kind of like the older sister advice that I never had. Yeah, that's amazing. And it definitely resonates, I think, with with what a lot of folks are struggling with, particularly when it comes to being from newcomer backgrounds or being racialized folks in this country. I remember like what Lena was just saying. I remember when I was applying to university and all my friends were like, what are you going to major in? And I was like, what's a major? <laughs> like, My parents didn't go here. I have no idea what any of this is. And so being able to have access to folks who can help guide you in some way is definitely instrumental and, and really, really helpful. When you're doing a lot of this work, and I think it was Sophia that just uh, just mentioned it a little bit about being in person or wanting to be in person, but there have been a lot of challenges with the pandemic itself, and that can challenge a lot of the work that you're doing. But in general, have you faced any challenges in creating this organization and doing this work? And if so, what have they been and how have you been able to overcome them? I think the big challenge that we've faced as a team, it's really just recruitment. We've got amazing mentors from all across Canada. Uh, shout out to the DOV women because they've really been holding us up. But the pandemic has slowed things down and we haven't been allowed to go into schools and, and speak with these young girls directly, especially again, racialized youth. I would love to sit with young Punjabi girls and really talk to them, not just about this initiative, but just about the career choices that they're thinking about. But it is really unfortunate We're relying on social media, but it's still not the same. You really want that face-to-face conversation with these young girls. Yeah, I just think that, you know, transitioning online and because of COVID, it really was um, the biggest challenge that we faced because when we were initially planning She Connects, it was organized to be a nonprofit organization with like face-to-face mentorship, but then we quickly had to change it and um, transition it to be completely online. And also transition our launch event to be online. Although this was like a really big challenge because we had to like readjust our budget and everything. Um, It overall worked out fantastic because we've actually been able to reach out to more women. And we've opened our organization to young women across Canada. We also have panelists to attend our launch event, which we may not have had in an in-person event. I think to kind of add on like my perspective as a mentor, um, I think like challenges for me is that I'm just like really not an online type of person. I like to talk. I like to talk a lot, but it's hard to connect with people online, I find, because it's just not my preferred way of like communicating. So I find that that's like, like they already said, Lena and Avni, that's been like a challenge for me is like to get that like contact with my mentee is a lot different. And I feel like it takes a lot more for me. Yeah, that's totally fair. And I think like recognizing the different needs that people have, especially whatever your constituency is, the different needs that they have that you can provide them with is really, really important. And for some people, like the pandemic has been very difficult because being online has just been not where they need to be and not what's conducive for for them to feel comfortable and, and, and safe and enjoy an experience, for example. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. How have you folks been able to handle these challenges? Well, as a team, I think we've been doing fairly well, especially the mentors. They've been pretty good online because from from the get-go, we always said it would be, She Connects would be accessible and it would be basically all online. Where we think we might struggle is just when the mentees might not like communicating. 
Just online, we've had some mentors and mentees who have been matched in t- different time zones, which has been unfortunate as well because by the time we respond, they might be getting ready for bed or whatever. That's only been the tricky part. But as we recruit more mentees and as things, the pandemic slow like makes things a lot better, we can have more in-person events and in-person meetups. And we're comfortable with doing that just because all our mentors do have to do a mandatory training with Mentor Canada and they all have to pass the criminal record check. So that'll all be fine. It's really with what's happening around us in the world. So we're just taking it day by day, but it isn't one of our biggest concerns or something that we're super worried about. But as of right now, I think things are going pretty well. (laughs) That's great to hear that you've been able to overcome some of those challenges or at least move towards something as hopefully the pandemic gets better, depending on what province you're in, I guess. Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess I, BC, I know you folks have a little bit more leeway <laughs> than right. some of us in Ontario, <laughs> but, but hopefully it gets better for everybody soon. Do you have any tips for other folks who are dealing with similar challenges as you begin to approach these and, and figure out how to navigate them yourselves? Yeah, so I think one of the best ways is, you know, if everybody feels comfortable and safe as some of the restrictions are being lifted, is to start maybe reaching out and hosting like some in-person events just with like small groups of people. We recently did that last week where we had eight girls, a part of our organization, just get like a dinner and just connect in real life. So I feel like that really helped us, you know, meet people like face to face for the very first time. And then also, I think just like, you know, scheduling regular like FaceTime calls and just like connecting through social media has been a really great way to kind of like overcome the challenge the best way that we can to get to know each other and build like a sense of community. I agree with Lena. I think for me, like I said, I do find it challenging. So you really just need to organize yourself, I guess, because this is kind of our new normal for like, well, it has been for a while now and things are, you know, moving slowly, but so much of everything's online now. So it's kind of one of those things too, at the same time that even though it is a challenge, it's something that we could kind of have to adapt to. So I feel like really organizing yourself and kind of supporting the whole idea of like online communication and just getting better at that, to be honest. I feel like it's important nowadays to kind of lean into it and just go with the flow online and check in often kind of thing. Right. Checking in, especially with mentees, I think it's super important. We don't want them to feel discouraged or maybe walk away from the initiative just because things are online and that's not what they might want. But our mentors will always reassure the mentees that they're there from them whenever and they can always connect with other mentors as well if they're struggling anyhow. So despite a lot of these challenges that you've hopefully been able to overcome like you said and and moving towards overcoming some of them especially with the pandemic there are still obviously bright spots to the work that you're doing that's why you're doing it right? So what are some of the most fulfilling pieces about the work that you've done so far or that you have upcoming? Has there been a particular success story or a moment that sticks out where you're like, you know what, this is why we're doing this. Fulfilling experience. I think for at least the four of us, we can say this has been a success because we didn't really promote She Connects much. We really just shared it with our family and friends and with the DOV group on Facebook. And they've really helped 
grow us as a team by signing up to be a mentor. And it's it's sort of amazing seeing so many women who want to be a part of this initiative from all across the country. And it's great because we can now recruit more mentees from other parts of Canada. It's not just BC-based. There can be girls in high school in Ontario or Alberta or somewhere else, and they can all have access to our initiative because it's all obviously online. But eventually, if those relationships are maintained, it can move to being in person. So that's been a fulfilling experience, knowing that we have a lot of potential to grow especially because we haven't really, not everybody really knows about She Connects yet. It's still very new. I think I'm just like super proud to be part of this organization. And I just think it's like great every day when I think about like what it's trying to do, what it's trying to accomplish, how it could help people. The fact that mentees have found us and reached out to us at all and are like making connections with us. I think is just really fantastic and if to be of help in any way and to make like people feel heard and listened to and um, maybe have some mutual understanding and some mutual like experiences that we can talk about I think is just awesome so I think just generally like the fact that I have a mentee and that any of this is been created I think is really awesome Mm -hmm. and just to add on to that it's it's fulfilling to know that there are girls in high school that who probably aren't getting the support that they really need and you know they don't have to worry about it so much when they go home because they do have an organization like she connects and they do have their mentors that might even be a lot more resourceful than the guidance counselor or the teachers at school so that's always good to know that they're not alone just thinking back to my own experiences, I would go to school, you know, not get the guidance that I required or needed for post-secondary and come home and I can't even go to my mom or dad because they might be a little confused too. Mind that I am the daughter of immigrant parents and coming home and kind of just sleeping with this anxiety and worry and then going back to school and doing it all over again. So it's good to know that girls can, you know, come home and reach out to us whenever because we're always there. Yeah, and I also think that's really amazing how like there's such a diverse group of young women who come from different professions and different backgrounds who are able to provide like advice in so many different areas. And like Avneet was saying, like this is only our first year of launching. So I'm so excited to see how She Connects grows in the future. And I'm so excited to like expand our community of women. Yeah, it's definitely exciting to hear that it sort of goes just beyond the representation only kind of piece and that you're building meaningful connections and building community and building kinship with one another, which is awesome to see. And I know that you've just started and and I was in the same boat when I first started leading in color about like, what is this going to look like? What are we going to do? How is this going to work? And so I wonder, especially as racialized folks running these sort of community orgs, how do you measure success in what you're doing? A lot of the success that we are taught about when it comes to like filling out grant applications, et cetera, are very numerical, qualitative, or quantitative, sorry, ways of working and and understanding what success looks like. And I wonder as you move over the year of doing this work, what does success look like to you and how do you plan on quote unquote measuring it for your success? I guess I already feel like we're pretty successful just seeing the growth 
in the amount of mentor applications actually we got, there was a point we had to close them because we just didn't have enough mentees, but we had so many people who wanted to help this initiative grow. I think once obviously the pandemic kind of goes away, we want there to be a lot more events where the mentorship initiative always will be going, but we we want to have our ambassador program, which is already on our website. They're not really directly mentors, but they are kind of helping spread the word about the cause. They can be former mentees who, I say, graduated from the program, if you want to look at it that way, or who are still mentees, but they are now in post-secondary and want to help out. It's it's really hard to think ahead because you don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. Are we going to be facing another lockdown? So it's hard to see if we're still going to be really just online. But let's say all that goes away. We, we would like to have events, not just in BC, maybe have like regional coordinators in different provinces and have events happen in their cities with mentees and mentors. That would be amazing. That's what we're hoping for. But again, we don't know because of the pandemic and we think we are going to be sort of stuck in being only accessible online for, for a period of time. Yeah. And another way that we can measure success for our organization is that when we were planning our launch event, we were just hoping to get three panelist speakers, but we actually mm-hmm. ended up getting about six. And like, that was just super exciting for us because, you know, like leaders in our community were actually reaching to us to speak at our event as opposed to us reaching out to them. So that was something that, yeah, made me proud to be a part of She Connect. Yeah, that was amazing. Just seeing that there was somebody out there who wanted, who reached out to us. It wasn't the other way around because we've really been reaching out to everyone. And to see that we're still fairly new and they want to be a part of this initiative and, and speak, speak to a wide audience. Yeah, that's awesome. And hopefully like as you, as you, get more involved and as your your organization grows you'll find other forms of of success but you're right that like just being able to to do this work in the first place feels like a success and and the work that you've done so far and that's exactly it that's awesome so one of the things that we we also focus on a lot especially when it comes to racialized youth doing work or or leading work in particular is that it can be quite draining a lot of the time especially when you're doing work that involves building community or work that involves catering to to somebody besides yourself, right? And so I'm wondering if you have any tips on ensuring that your work remains meaningful and fulfilling to you based on what you've just said about how you feel about the work and how you feel about the success. Do you have any tips for others to ensure that their work also stays meaningful while they're doing it and don't get bogged down in sort of the drainage that comes with it? It's really important to like build a sense of community and friendship among your team. And I think that's something that we really have a She Connects. So we have four co-founders and we're like a close-knit team. So it's always like like a joy to work with everyone. I would say do it if you're super passionate about it and if you've always enjoyed giving back because you might just sort of start something or be a part of something just because it looks good. And that can be unfortunate and a little tricky too. So if you're in school and you're working, I know what sometimes it can be draining, but if you truly enjoy giving back and if you can just reflect back on your lived experiences and know that you're helping someone every day, I'm sure you'll have tons of fun doing it and you'll be super passionate about it for a very long time. And I think when something that you've created is growing, it'll always give you joy, but obviously just do it if you truly enjoy it. 
I think also we just have to find the positivity in in the small things. Like even though things can be draining and they can be hard a lot of the time, you have to kind of find like what what brings you joy and what makes you want to be a part of the organization, kind of like what Abney said. And just even being a racialized youth, kind of having like those mutual experiences and having someone to just talk to and to kind of be on the same playing field and having the same kind of understanding, I feel like makes things a lot easier a lot of the time. So just kind of be positive. Think of think of what makes you want to be a part of it. And that that's like a huge part of it. So what are some of the upcoming opportunities that you have available for young folks to get involved? Specifically looking at this fall and winter, what are your plans for She Connects? So we do have our launch event coming up on September 12th. So um, we're going to have some really great panelists to speak about their careers, importance of mentorship, and um, female empowerment. Some of our speakers include like the BC Parliamentary Secretary for Gender Equity, and I'm also a racial equity inclusion consultant. So you can find the link to the event on sheconnects.ca, which is our website. And because school is obviously starting, we've had a lot of mentors that have deferred to the fall season just because that's when everybody's kind of getting back into schedule so our team will be growing for sure with more mentors and and mentee recruitment will be a lot easier because after the launch event we're we're definitely hoping to grow as a team other than that again it depends on the pandemic when things start to ease and restrictions are more open we can do more in-person events and and grow throughout the country for sure for youth, we'd love to go to schools in person, talk to them face-to-face, tell them about our initiative. But to those of that are listening, I hope you, you this is a takeaway. You can see that this is an amazing initiative that you can always rely on and be matched with the right mentor and, you know, grow as, as a young girl young, to a young woman be impressed by yourself and have us learn from you, really. There's so much that we need to learn from today's youth and they can help us grow as an organization as well. Yes, and to everyone listening, if you know anyone who would be a really great mentor or mentee and who would love to be a part of this organization, you should go to sheconnects.ca and check it out. Right, and on Instagram as well. Follow us, it's sheconnectscanada. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us today. Before I let you go, I want to invite you to participate in our final closing segment of the show that we call How I Would End Racism. So as young leaders of color, we are constantly actually trying to end racism and or reduce the harm that it causes to our communities. But what if we could do so instantly? I'm a big fan of the Thanos snap and having all the white supremacists just disappear with the snap of my fingers. But we've had folks (laughs) have a variety of different ways that they would end racism if they could. But putting your imagination to sort of full max, how would you end racism instantly? I'd say I wish I was just like a witch or had magic and I could just like cast a bubble over everyone and like convert them to my thinking and just convert them to the ideas that like, racism like doesn't exist like shouldn't exist and it doesn't exist anymore and everyone just like believes me and takes what I say and 
racism's just gone forever. That's with one with with just my words alone. What about you, Lena or Avneet? You know, when you were younger, like you'd throw a penny into like a fountain, and mm-hmm. your mom would be like, "Oh, it's gonna come true." Like if I could mm-hmm. just throw as many as I could in there and just wish that racism was gone, just within that second, I would do that. Very Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh my yeah. god, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> You know what it is? Maybe I thought of this. My sister has been obsessed with like rewatching it on Disney Plus. I've been watching a little bit too much Lizzie McGuire. But yeah, I'm I'm all for that. That I think we haven't heard that one yet. So cool. This isn't the most like crazy idea, but I wish we could just kind of like expand opportunities for people of color. So, you know, everyone would have opportunities to go to school, to work in like different areas. Mm-hmm. that there is like a wide representation of people everywhere across the world right I think even that's a good one getting to I don't know if you, any of you guys can relate but even when I was applying to university I just thought I had to be perfect like everything on my CV had to be perfect the good grades I volunteered everywhere and that I had my extracurriculars I played sports everything had to be perfect because I was again a person of color and I was afraid that because of that I had to work 10 times harder just to get in not sure if anyone could relate but that would be amazing I totally relate to that Avni. like I had the same kind of like mentality like since I was like a little kid I was always like okay well you have right. to work harder because you're a person of color so things aren't going to be as easy so you know buff it up wherever you can kind of thing So I totally understand that mentality. Right. And it's so sad because we kept telling ourselves, well, this is the way it is. That's how it's supposed to be. So work harder. I know. I was never even like, oh, like I didn't even feel that even that bad about it sometimes because I was like, oh, I was like, this is just how it is. Like, I just have to work harder. Like, that's just my like, those were just the cards that I was dealt and that's just sad, like, especially as a kid. Being so hard on yourself, right? And I think even now I do it to myself sometimes. I'm like, no, I have to figure out all my tasks for the day and complete them all when it's like, okay, relax, like, you can do it the next day. Or I have to, I don't know, be in this organization or be a part of this job. But sometimes it's, it's way too much and we push ourselves way too much. I definitely can relate. And honestly, the irony of it is, I don't know if you had to deal with this, but I did the same thing, like very much the like immigrant way of working, like do this and then you'll succeed because Mm -hmm. you have to work twice as hard to get half as far kind of mentality. Right. But then when I went to university, they, (laughs) they didn't look at anything. They looked at my grades and admitted me only on that. Right. (laughs) Nothing I did mattered. I don't know if you guys had the same experience when you applied to school, but my school did not care. (laughs) it was like underwhelming I thought like there was like gonna be a lot more yeah yeah, a lot more going on and then I was like okay did all this work for what they just want my money for the (laughs) (laughs) yes we could get into that for a while I think (laughs) but thank you so much all three of you for joining us super excited to see what happens with she connects and we'll be sure to to share the event folks if you're interested in attending on September 12th right yes uh the application so yeah we'll we'll post it around and thank you so much for for joining us thank you for having us thank you for having us this is amazing 